Hello, everyone, and welcome to Astro Skeptic, the astrology podcast for skeptics. We're really, really grateful for you to be joining us for our, what, eighth? Thirteenth. episode. I was saying the eighth uh, episode of our Unfiltered Raw Sign series. Oh, yeah. yes. Eighth sign of the Zodiac, Scorpio. But first, please don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AstroSkepticPod. And definitely check out our website, AstroSkeptic.org. Paige, what's up, my dude? You just petting plants over there? I had to clip off a yellow boy. I get that. Pruning is the name of the game, really. Yes. Yeah, dude, I get it. That one's looking really good, too. Yeah, she is. I don't know. She just popped a cold one. <laughs> I, you, I totally just opened up a Bud Light. Just kidding. Uh, how was your weekend? Um, my weekend was okay. I hosted this work event at the zoo, wow. which was fun, but it was so hot. Yeah. It was so hot. Think how the animals feel, man. I know. We were supposed to have strolling animals come to the um, what? tent. Like, you know, with a handler. And then they had to cancel because it was too hot. Oh, that's a real bummer. Was that the main selling point for having the picnic at the zoo? I mean, no. Oh. oh. We all got free tickets to the zoo. So, I mean, our, our event was, like, inside the zoo. So you could, like, just sure. go walk sure, sure, around sure. the zoo. Ride camels or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we had free lunch and stuff. And we ended up having, like, a raffle. That's really nice. Like, Yeti coolers or something? Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, it was super hot, and I hate the heat. Like, I hate the heat so much. Like, I would rather, like, freeze to death, stranded no. on, like, a no. snowy mountain Never. than ever, like, no. burn alive I in a car. wholeheartedly disagree. Well, burn alive in a car, yeah, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That's a tough question, but I love the hot weather. I admit it's getting a little, or it was a little hot and sticky here for a second, and I actually got to get out of town this weekend but I hear it was just hellish was it hot where you were at it was it was we were we were up north up in northern Michigan and the second half of the day on Saturday it got hot when we were kayaking out on a river otherwise Friday was quite frankly a bit of shit weather it was like kind of cold and rainy and cloudy jolly and uh it was cloudy to start on Saturday but still pretty hot and muggy. And then yesterday we drove home and it was a beautiful day. But I sat in the AC in the car and died a little bit from all of the wine I had had over the weekend. But it was beautiful. But I wasn't here in 95 degree, 98% humidity weather. Yeah, it was the worst. And the best thing is that like the weekend before that, it wasn't that hot. This weekend, it's not gonna be that hot. So it's just like the one weekend the one day that I'm hosting an event outside at the zoo. It's like God hates you or something. You know, <laughs> I, I think he knows that I'm one of his strongest soldiers. Or, oh, I was just going to say, or a Jew. And I feel like oh. that <laughs> It was just right there. I, I know, but it, even if that were it, if I was a real Jew, like, Yahweh. wouldn't I get special treatment? Yeah, Yahweh. Yahweh. Okay, you're not supposed to say. You don't, you, I can't say Yahweh? No, they're, like, you don't actually say that word if you're a Jew. It's like unspeakable. What? We said it, well, I wasn't raised Jewish, but I was raised non-denominationally and we discussed all of the different words for God, including Allah. I know. And I'm just saying like traditionally, it's like a thing you're not supposed to say. 
You don't say Yahweh? Should I, I stop? I don't Should I say, stop No, I don't that? care. I say whatever I want. You didn't say Yahweh. Real... You said that word. Okay. Say it. No. Ooh, she's a real one, man. I'm not. <laughs> get this girl the synagogue say, No, get out of here, dude. <laughs> we say, it, the Jews say Adonai. Oh. Typically. That's what that means? Yeah, because the other word is like sacred or something. Oh. Don't, I'm not, I don't really know. I'm working off very minimal information. Here. I mean, I think you're doing great. I'm learning things. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm so sorry it was so hot, but it sounds like the event still went well. And for that, I'm happy for you. Yeah, how about you? You tasted a lot of wine? Yeah. Did yeah. it give you flashbacks to France? Mm, no, I've had enough wine in between now and France that the memory really? is Good, not, because it's I not distinctly tied. Yeah, I have not. And whenever I drink red wine, I get like PTSD. Really? Thinking about France? Yeah, because I drank so much red wine there. Do you go back to like party phase with the Mrs. Shippigans? Mrs. Sh- Mrs. Shippigans? Yeah, Mrs. Shippigans. <laughs> Shout out, guys. Hi. Shout out. <laughs> um, no. I don't ever drink red wine straight up. I'll have like a sip and it's mostly just like... I just have PTSD from like the hangover mm. and like feeling sick because yeah. I used to drink so much of it. And you know how like we would get like the cheapest red wine there, yeah. which but was even, like, dude, even French, cheap French wine is better than. Yeah. It's most. cheap. French wine is like middle to top tier. Yeah. American wine. But Shit. we would drink yeah. the whole thing. And you know how at the bottom of a bottle of red wine, it's like all there's like sediment and yeah, shit at the that's bottom. That's a headache maker. And I just, every time I drink red wine, I feel like I just taste that. Like, I'm like, ew, ew. So, yeah, if I drink wine, it's typically white wine now. Oh, for sure. Because France ruined red wine for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I don't drink. I don't like to drink. It gives me a freaking headache. I don't like it. I'm old. I mean, I don't blame you. It's, like, it's fun, but only to a certain point. And then it just gets very not fun. But honestly, this weekend, like... I feel like, yes, like we went wine tasting and we drank on the river, but I didn't like go super hard. It wasn't really like that. It was just drinking all the different kinds of wine. And I had a really heavy pasta dinner Friday night and that fucked with me on Saturday. Yeah. Um, And then I had prime rib on Saturday night and that fucked with me on Sunday. Like it's the whole like gastronomique experience. Yeah. And it was just, I slept on a couch. Like, it was just a long weekend. But I feel like wine, it was a good time. Wine hits different, too. Like, when you get a hangover from wine, it's, like, Oof. extra bad. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Any time I have a hangover, it feels pretty extra bad. I haven't had a hangover in a long time. When and was I the bet, last time? I don't even know. I really don't. Your wedding? Reception? You're right. I was in Scotland. Listen, we were in Scotland and we were hung over and we went on a boat in Loch Lomond. And I remember the the guy on the boat was, they had like, you know, like a little snack dude who gave, who like, you know, you could buy like a can of soda from and like some chips. And you were like, but he didn't open the snack corral until we were out on the water and I remember we were like waiting for them to say that the snack thing was open and I like ran down there and I got like a can of coke and I just chugged it dude and it was you so get a great. bag of chips I ate some Pringles hell yeah yeah that's what you need you need pop soda I would say coke or sprite and you need some salty fatty food but even then if you're for me personally if i'm gonna be hungover it's gonna be all day it is rare that it clears up and that i actually feel okay at one i would say the only reason 
to eat the crappy food is to just not want to throw up. Like you're still gonna have a headache oh, no, and I not, still, no uh, energy. I mean, I, for some well, of gotta, us, here, some of us you gotta cheering. go hard on the pen, dude. You gotta eat a Big Mac. You don't just eat a bag. Of I chips. tried to eat a burger once and I couldn't get through it's it. It's not a burger. It's a Big Mac. <laughs> okay. And a okay. Large fry. I don't know if I've ever eaten. I know that I've had a bite of a Big Mac. I don't think I've ever had a Big Mac to myself. The I for hangover nausea. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to fucking test that theory and I'm gonna let you know. And if it doesn't work, I'm gonna be hella pissed at you. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna have to come over and take care of me. <laughs> How about you just don't get drunk ever again? I know. That's you know, I think that's a really good idea too, and honestly a viable option. But after not drinking for so long, it's fun. When like, did it's you just, not drink? I didn't drink for almost the entire time I lived in Portland. Why? I like. I remember I had. Was that like a choice, or what oh, just yeah. happened that uh, way? It was. It was for like health reasons. I was very much on like the whole thirty. I am a sanctuary. My body is a temple, and like health is wealth. Or oh what my god, the that's so ever. Virgo of you. Yeah, I, dude. When I was talking about it in the Virgo episode, I said not to get into too much detail, but like everything made too much sense Mm -hmm. um so i did it for that and then in my uh last relationship it just didn't like it was not productive for there to be alcohol involved listen and let me just say i'm a real happy drunk that wasn't my fault (laughs) yeah you are i just get real jovial i do too i get way too friendly when i'm drunk and the next day i'm like ugh yeah like, I, I was so friendly to all these random people. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to Gross. see Party Page come out. You are really friendly. I hate it. No, that's true. I haven't I seen it I think it's in my so Gemini long. comes out when I'm drunk. Oh. She needs to get, get out of here. You let her take the lead instead of your Virgo? I have no choice. It just happened. I like that. Bring the mischievous No, I'm Gemini never getting out. drunk again. And that's fine. Well, not to put my family on blast, but... No, that's true. I that's, grew up with way yeah. too many people who were um, struggling with addiction in various forms. Oh, and, like, not just in my immediate family. Yeah. Like, in my extended family yeah. who I was always around. And I swear to God, like, being around drunk people, it just... I'm instantly annoyed. I'm like, it's not, you're annoying. Yeah, you're I dumb. Mean, when, you're yeah, not funny. You're Get away from him. me. Yeah. I think my favorite thing, like... Two drinks is perfect, especially because I get a little touch of social anxiety sometimes in big group settings or like if I'm going on a date, I like to like, it does relax me. It does like shake that off a little bit. And like I said, after not drinking for most of my mid twenties and missing out on a lot of experiences because our society is largely based around alcohol as a social lubricant, I just... Now that I'm like closer to friends and I have a little bit more freedom and autonomy in my life, I do like to imbibe every now and then. Yeah, I mean, dude, as long as you're responsible, go for it. Mm. Like, don't drink and drive. Oh, well, no. No, that's shit. what being no. responsible means. Don't drink and drive and no, like. No, no, no. Well, yeah. I do think that alcohol is like a. It, I mean, it's an escape, it's, an, it's a release. You feel like you're. I don't know why, but when you're drunk, it's like you're getting out like all of your like pent up emotions in whatever way. So it's addictive in that way. I feel like on top of the way it's already addictive. I, but the thing I have going for me is like, you actually like the taste of some alcohols. 
like I love a nice wine pairing at dinner, but like I think liquor most of the time, cocktails, no matter how much sugar is with it, you taste like the liquor and it tastes like shit. And I hate beer. Cider is good, but only like the first few sips, then it gets a little warm and gross. Uh, and like I'll drink Vino Verde because that's the least bad tasting wine. But I don't really enjoy the taste of alcohol very much. I don't really like liquor. I like vodka. I, that's it. I drink clears. I drink oh yeah, vodka and I drink gin. Maybe yeah. this is not 2012. I, I don't be drinking whiskey. We don't yo. I don't want to suck on a wood chip, aka drink whiskey. You think that's what it tastes like? I mean, it literally is aged in wood barrels. I feel like it's it like literally tastes like liquid wood. A flame in your mouth. A wood burning flame in your mouth. Flame. I don't know. Tequila to me tastes like battery acid. I I I would I would say of the alcohols tequila might be my favorite. Some tasting. people say that I don't get that. It tastes to me like it wasn't straight up gasoline or kerosene or battery acid. I never drank it in my early twenties, but then I like I tried a tequila and soda with lime when I was like being naughty, like when I had to count the calories in tequila, um, and that to me was like I want to say like the cleanest tasting drink. You know, like. Vodka burns, whiskey burns. I can't even think of other ones, but like tequila, a good blanco. I feel like can tequila go burns. Smooth. I feel like tequila yeah, burns it my all soul. tastes like shit. It all tastes like shit. I mean, I like vodka. Maybe it's just because I'm Russian. Are you are? Well, I'm ethnically Polish, but it's an area in Poland that's now technically Russia after the USSR went. <laughs> Kaputs. So, uh, Kaputs. Am I no Russian? more. Am I Russian? Nix. Am I Polish? I think you're Polish. You and I have the same... Have we ever talked about this? No. Okay, we'll banter about that next episode. <laughs> what? They were both Polish? Well, that I like grew up, raised, quote unquote, like with a Russian identity, but then we did the 23andMe and we're actually Polish. Oh. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I um never thought I was Russian. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> We'll, we'll circle back to this later. My grandma was born in Poland. Okay. Straight well, up. My great, great, great grandfather was the mayor Ooh. of Samara, Russia, which Ooh. I guess is a, like, so a what year was Cossack that? town. <laughs> Fucking long time ago. Was that USSR time or before? Oh, long before. That was pre- Was that Rasputin? Fall of the was Romanovs. This, was this? No, that was probably pre- Because my oh. grandpa came- when he was like four, his mom escaped the Red Scare with him like in her arms on a boat and they landed in Grand Rapids. There was like a Russian community here. Like legit, we thought we were Russian. My dad had like an identity crisis when we got the 23andMe thing back in it. Like we do like Russian tradition or did when my grandma was alive, did Russian traditions at Easter. She went to, there was no Russian or Orthodox church in the area. So she went to Greek Orthodox, which was really similar. But like we were raised Russian. Did you wear like Adidas tracksuits and squat yes. and like throw dice? Yes. <laughs> and I rap Russian. Ruski. I rap Ruski. <laughs> okay, we have to stop. Okay, should we just get into it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Okay. Okay. So today, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. Because we're talking all things Scorpio. Scorpio is feminine fixed water and is the eighth sign in the zodiac. Scorpio season marks the height of fall with the sun traveling through it from October 23rd to November 21st. 
The glyph for Scorpio looks like the letter M with a little devil tail coming off of it. Cute. In astrology, Scorpio represents creative sensitivity. And now here's my girl Revo with some astronomology for you. Mm, okay, the Scorpio constellation doth lie in the third quadrant of the southern hemisphere and can be best viewed in the northern hemisphere in July and August. Scorpio is the 33rd largest constellation at about 497 square degrees. Scorpio, a.k.a. Scorpius, is Latin for scorpion. Wow, surprising. And unlike most of the other zodiac constellations, Scorpio does actually resemble its namesake. It has 18 name stars and 13 stars with known planets. Scorpio's brightest star, Antares, is a red supergiant and is counted amongst the brightest stars in the sky. Supergiant. I just thought that was cool. It is cool. There are four Messier objects in Scorpio, Messier 4, 6, 7, and 80, and two meteor showers associated with the constellation, the Alpha and Omega Scorpids. Scorpids? Scorpids. I thought it would be cool if it was Scorpoids or Scorpioids, but they, they went with Scorpids. <laughs> All right, Paige, um, lay down some Greek myth shit for me, please. Okay, so I'm sure most of you have heard of the constellation Orion, especially his belt. Yeah, he's the babe of the zodiac, right? I, I guess. Well, in Greek mythology, Orion was an expert hunter. He was the son of Poseidon and Eurali, the daughter of King Minos of Crete. Orion was a giant and a demigod. He was an extremely skilled hunter on Earth, but was afflicted with an unattractive sense of arrogance and vanity. Mm. He and Eos, the goddess of dawn, were longtime lovers, though Eos didn't seem to love much outside of Orion's physique. So he was hot, and that was it. Purely and a, good, and a good hunter. Cool. I get that. Orion had a propensity to boast his victories and conquests to Eos any chance he got, Despite her disinterest, eventually, Eos became so annoyed with his bragging that she lamented and vented about it to the other gods. Upon hearing of this rude pretension, Apollo, Artemis, and Gaia devised a plan to teach Orion some long-overdue humility. Gaia, the earth goddess, took materials from the earth and forged a menacingly large scorpion, which she named Scorpius. Gaia sent Scorpius on the trail of Orion. Once the hunter, now the hunted. When he encountered the beast, Orion was unable to kill it and shamefully fled with Scorpius in hot pursuit. Ancient sources don't always agree on how the story ends. Some say Scorpius eventually conquered Orion and killed him. Others say that Artemis, having decided that Orion had learned his lesson went to shoot the beast as it pursued him, but missed and shot Orion on accident in the head, killing him instantly. Nice. I feel like Artemis is supposed to like be the Greek goddess of haunting. I feel like she wouldn't miss, so I feel like it was probably the first one. Like, yeah. yeah, that's true. Anyway. Either way, Orion perished. Though the gods weren't personal fans of Orion, they did respect his skills as a hunter and asked Zeus to immortalize him and the scorpion that defeated him in the sky forever. Hmm. Okay, seems abstract, but it's a nice story. I feel like it's at least entertaining. 
Whereas, like, some of the other myths were just like, okay. Should Brad Pitt star in a movie about this? Uh... Yes. Orlando Bloom. Tom Hardy. <gasps> Tom Hardy. Okay, well, I want Tom Hardy to star in any movie. But yeah. who? It, it would have to be somebody who's just big and dumb. The Rock. <laughs> yes, I don't. Mike Cena. Sen- Senna? Cena? Mike Cena. Or uh, uh, Chaining cha- uh, Tatum. Yeah, that guy. Magic Mike. Jason Momoa. Oh, he's hot. He's big. He's big. <laughs> he's very large. Yeah, that's true. He seems more of like a mythological creature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he could be the scorpion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, can you take me down to the underworld and talk about Scorpio's expressive characteristics a little bit? Yes. I will be your Virgil. As we slowly descend further and further through the levels of hell to finally reach the king of beasts himself. Okay, you guys, I'm just totally kidding. Um, Scorpio, as we will explain, definitely has dark and obscure overtones and undertones. But the energy itself is not inherently evil or bad or malicious. As Roy tells us in his book, Scorpio has had relatively negative connotations throughout history, most notably in the Christian connection between Scorpio and Satan through the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. But before any of you get freaked out, let us explain just how Scorpio got the everlasting label of the bad guy. And I will say, I read that, the correlation between the Scorpio and Satan, and I did not realize that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's basically just like, first of all, thought it was a snake, right? It's a snake. Well, yeah, Scorpio is also sometimes represented as the snake. I've also heard like as an eagle or something. Mm, America? Wow. <laughs> Low key. Somebody, I was reading a source online and somebody related it to like the Mexican flag. I don't know. What? Yeah, it was like, which has like an eagle on it, like standing on a snake or something. I don't know. That's just fucking cool. That's not devilish. Okay, so Scorpio energy is ruled by Mars and Pluto. Mars is the planet of aggression, action, and war, and Pluto is the planet of destruction, rebirth, and deep transformation. And these planets can like feel settling, unsettling and scary, but the truth is that they're pretty necessary and essential to the life and the flow of the universe. And when you combine la passion of Mars and the depth of Pluto, you get like a really intense energy for better or worse. Yeah, so the intensity of Scorpio can manifest in various different ways. To begin, we'll talk about some of the positives to help prove to you all that Scorpio isn't the boogeyman that the media often claims it is. And quick stop, I also did not realize that Scorpio was perceived as the boogeyman. Oh yeah, Scorpio and Gemini, hands down, worst reputations. I I have never heard that, nor do I really think that. Well, that's good. I mean, Gemini is a little bit, okay. is a little bit a lot, mainly in just a trickster sort I of way. I think that you're just a fucking hater. Just kidding. I'm not a hater. Anyway, um, no, yeah, but everybody always thinks that Scorpios are creepy and like serial killers and that Geminis are also creepy and serial killers, but in a different that. way. I've Basically, we're that. the serial killers. I didn't know that. I didn't we're the know serial that. killers. Turns out like Pisces and Capricorn are the serial killers though, right? Well, it turns out that. Anybody can be a serial Turns killer. Turns out. Yeah, it doesn't discriminate. But um, 
I will say that I think most people who don't, who have like a very like surface level understanding of astrology, they get freaked out by Scorpio and Gemini. But then people who start. But then to, they meet in Aries. Yeah. <laughs> See, then they learn more about astrology and they're like, hmm, I think it's maybe Aries and Capricorn who are the fucking worst. That, Just kidding. Uh, that's not true. As someone with heavy no, Capricorn, it's not true it because. It keeps me grounded. Right. It's not true because there are no good or bad. Okay. Yeah. Get over it. It's all drama. Anyway, <laughs> Scorpio has a really bad reputation and we're going to set y'all straight. To begin. Scorpio energy is the ultimate private investigator energy. Scorpio energy wants to know the truest of truths, no matter where the trail leads them. Scorpio energy isn't afraid to get down and dirty to find answers and is especially brave when it comes to navigating tense or even dangerous situations. Like all water signs, Scorpio is extremely intuitive. Scorpio has a laser focus when it wants to, and its level of persistence and perseverance is unmatched. When a Scorpio-heavy individual wants something, they will get it. And if they want to know something, they will find out. That just reminds me so much of, like, social media sleuthing, just, like, yeah. digging. That's when very you, Scorpion. When, like, you don't actually want to know, but then, like, you feel like you have to know. <sighs> I don't like that. All right. It can be really patient energy. It's a fixed sign. And so Scorpio fully understands that like some things will just take time and they are more than willing to wait as long as it takes to achieve what they really want. Even failure is considered a valuable lesson and they tend to be somewhat grateful for it in the end. Heavy Scorpio energy grants us the ability to confront and master challenges and preparedness is especially important to Scorpio. It understands the real dangers and the darkness of the world, and it wants to protect those it loves. And love to Scorpio is just never frivolous. It doesn't come and go easily, and it's never instant. Uh, it can definitely take time for Scorpio energy to open itself up emotionally. And once it does, it loves very deeply and in a very personal way. Profound and irresistible sexuality is often associated with Scorpio and appropriately so, as it is the most desiring and desirable energy in the Zodiac. I fucking resent that, but okay. <laughs> Somebody's jelly. <laughs> Just a little bit. Stop Jealousy's it. a disease. Stop it. Um, Scorpio's desire is often insatiable, causing them to always want more and to go further. Ooh. They're also quite mysterious, which combined with their endless passion makes for the most intriguing and exciting lover. Dude, did a fucking Scorpio write this? I wrote this. <laughs> I am not. Um, despite being a fixed sign, again, Scorpio tends to be rather open-minded, especially when it comes to sex and sexuality and most things that are obscure. Scorpio energy is often attracted to taboo or forbidden desires, which gives them little room to judge anyone else. Mm, well, that's good to know. Yeah, in the face of danger and death, Scorpio energy is super resolute. It understands the darkness. It dwells amongst it, so it does not fear it. And when others would maybe be like paralyzed, they would do the uh, freeze. Scorpio will charge headfirst into the unknown. The most profound questions of existence are Scorpio's favorite pastime, and it knows that sometimes to find what's below the surface, you have to take the plunge, man. 
death is a certainty and nobody knows that better than Scorpio. Those born with heavy Scorpio energy are born with the inherent understanding of the balance of light and dark for good would simply not exist without evil. And now we've come to the part where we explain why Scorpio has such a bad reputation. The truth is that Scorpio energy is overwhelmingly misunderstood. As we have already stated, Scorpio doesn't fear the dark parts of life. In fact, it tends to rather enjoy them. Scorpio wants answers, and so it naturally looks for them in the places that most people don't. The places where most people are afraid to go. Mm -hmm. Anything like morbid or creepy is their cup of tea. They love the occult and the paranormal, and they like investigate existential waters without any turbulence. As Roy says, they have a fearless interest in unusual and unnerving experiences. All right, so now that we've gassed them up a bit, let's have a little snap back to reality and talk about the real trouble with Scorpio energy, which is its obsession. Yikes. So afflicted Scorpio energy is the epitome of possessive and obsessive. And the object of its possession can be anyone or anything. The root of Scorpio's obsession comes from its struggles with openness and honesty. While Scorpio is always seeking the ultimate truth of existence, it tends to hide its own personal truths from anyone and everyone, oftentimes including itself. Hmm. Scorpio energy is, as we've said, deep, and it feels emotions more deeply than any other sign energy does, although you wouldn't know it. Scorpio's motto is, trust no one. Shout out to the X-Files. <laughs> they hide how they really feel and sometimes who they really are. Scorpio-heavy individuals are the kind of people you can know for decades and still feel like you don't really know them at all. Mm, okay, so like at their worst, Scorpios feel super intensely so they can be extremely vindictive and petty and hold a grudge forever. It can be pretty difficult for the energy to heal itself from an emotional wound and since they rarely open up to others when they finally do and it backfires on them, it's hard to get over it. Even if a heavily placed Scorpio person makes amends, they never actually do. If you have betrayed their trust, they will probably never ever trust you again. And with Scorpio, it's really like an all or nothing when it comes to their feelings. Ever since I can remember, my dad has always said, Scorpio energy is like this. If you were a manager and you had to fire a hardcore Scorpio person for whatever reason, they would be the type of person to go back to school, get a master's degree, find out where you're working years later, and apply for the position of your boss just so that they could fire you. While I think that's obviously dramatic, you get the point. Revenge is sweet to a wounded Scorpio. Mm. Going back to our life stage metaphor, I would say Scorpio is associated with the time in life where you become rather disillusioned. Maybe you've experienced death and are having an existential crisis or questioning the meaning of things, um, diving deep into your own subconscious. This might be the time in your life where you realize that you probably need some therapy. It can also be the time in your life where, in the face of hardship or reflection, you begin to really understand what's important to you. 
you begin to shed the superficial and try to live more authentically. Okay, so that being said, let's talk about our personal experience with Scorpio, eh? Yeah, so like most millennials, Riva and I both have Pluto and Scorpio. We'll talk about Pluto later, as I say. Every time I mention a planet, we'll talk about it later. But Pluto is generally considered a generational planet because it moves so slowly. It takes roughly a whopping 250 years for Pluto to make its way all around the zodiac. The good thing for us is that Pluto is in its domicile in Scorpio, meaning it tends to work well with the energy there, which is good because Pluto is generally considered to be a difficult planet. Everybody's got it, so if you're going to have a difficult planet, you might as well have it in an easy place. Mm, cool. That's good. Have the upper hand. It's barely. <laughs> um, but when you're dealing with generational planets like Pluto, its representation mostly comes out with you personally in your specific chart via the house that it's in. Reva and I both have Scorpio on the cusp of our third house. So tell that, me, tell me more <laughs> <laughs> because we both have a Virgo rising. We pretty much have like the same sign on the cusp of each of our houses for the most part. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Weird. Yeah. 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 So we both have Scorpio on the cusp of our third house. Um, what does that mean for me? So per- for me personally. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about the third house later. Later. Obviously. Much later. As we say every time. But brief overview is third house ruled by Gemini. It's ruled by Mercury because it's ruled by Gemini. So it has to do with your mind and how you handle thought, how you process thought, like your thought processes. And it has to do with like your, some people say like your siblings, like people, like your immediate surrounding, like the people in your like house, people you my live tribe. with. My tribe. Yeah, who you be with. You mean with. it's my tribe? Mm. Your nuclear family? But, sure. Oh I mean, it's not really like your family. It's like your surroundings, the people you're around. So like daily. you? Yeah, sure. Okay. Anyway, let, thinking mostly about like, your brain, right? Because mm-hmm. we can't talk about everything. Mm-hmm. So think. I think that like my Scorpio third house comes out a lot, like with like my thought processes. Um, I feel like, you know, the Scorpio vibe comes out where like I definitely, definitely have really deep and dark existential thoughts, like always, and like I always have, and it's like you got really... chill, bro. Okay, thanks. Nothing means nothing. <laughs> what if that's true? It is true. Okay. <laughs> um, it also has to do with like my dark sense of humor. Yeah. And also like Pluto, because we have Pluto and Scorpio, we both have Pluto. Well, actually you're Pluto because we're working in Placidus here, my dudes. Your Pluto is in this is in your second house. I know because I look today. My Pluto's in the third house. So Pluto has nothing to do with your third house. So like mm. forget you. Anyway, Scorpio and Pluto have to do with each other though, so it could have to do with you. So I guess I won't forget you. But Pluto is all about deep transformation, rebirth. Like when you go through like a deep change, like 
like my Saturn's return. Yeah, that was, well, that was more of like an experience. Like the way that you... Sure was. (laughs) Sure as shit was. (laughs) So um, the way you, the way that you, I will say the experience causes like a reaction in you, right? Mm -hmm. So the experience causes a change in you, a deep transformation. Pluto is the transformation. Okay, I see. Okay, Pluto is transformative. So when I have, when I go through something and I feel like, you know, I've changed a lot as a person... For me, it always has to do with changing my thought process, changing how I mm-hmm. how I think about something, mm-hmm. how I internalize things. That's really what enacts like the biggest change in me. So having Pluto and Scorpio in my third house, I vibe with Scorpio in that area of my life. I also sexually no. Hmm. I mean. I think that Scorpio can definitely manifest sexually, but I don't feel like it manifests like that with me very much. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I also have my moon in the eighth house. The eighth house is ruled by Scorpio. Like I said, we'll talk about this later. But similar vibes, right? Deep transformation. Death is associated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Moon is all about your emotions, how you process the world. Um, so I feel like my Scorpio vibes in my third house and my eighth house with my Moon and Pluto has a lot to do with like why I really like the occult. Mm-hmm. I mean, here we are, right? Also, big into true crime, big into it, like weirdly so. It's yeah, love hearing about like it's just a lot people, fucked up shit. Yup. And yeah. I don't really know why. It's almost, it's weird. It's like a human, I think it's a biological You know what, I do think I know why. Tick, I think it's man. just like, I feel like that kind of stuff is the scariest kind of stuff, right? Just because like as a human, it's like the ultimate question, like what happens when you die, right? And like, yeah, what? but like, I don't need to know what happens like while I'm dying. Like right. if I'm getting cut up well, because and it's traumatizing with right and hey i don't need to know about it's it it's traumatizing to think about that but i feel like the interest that scorpio energy has in that kind of stuff is just like when you go there and you like sit there with it it feels easier yeah i mean being not being in denial about death i believe is the way to go i think as a culture we need to make some really significant strides in coming to terms with our own mortality but, but yeah, but I mean, it's not just about death. It's about violence and, like, yeah, murder. That's, uh, that's dark. Exactly. It's dark. This is an example. But, okay, I mean, okay, so my shit was Scorpio. One of my very best friends is a Scorpio son. And I know that we are not basing all of this. And she, I mean, she has a Scorpio stellium. She so does have a Scorpio. going to base somebody. <laughs> Apparently, this is fair. But, like, a lot of... And I'm biased because I love the shit out of her, I guess. But, like, a lot of the... A lot of it, like, just doesn't ring super familiar to me. But I'm basing all of my Scorpio perception off of one person, well, which here's is the wrong the thing. thing to do. That's, with Scorpio, it's, you can't. Because they won't. Because they're fucking tricky. They won't I've let known this you person in. for 21 years. I'm telling you. I, all right. It doesn't mean that she's hiding anything from you. It's, and maybe she's not, but a lot of people with Scorpio energy, it's like, they've got this deep. Like, like they're interpersonal. Sure, of course. Is yeah, like I can see very that. mysterious. Sure, 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 sure. And I respect that, and I get that. Yeah, but just like, I don't know. Scorpio energy is, I guess, more 
complicated. I will say, like, um, some things we didn't mention, though, because it's hard, you know... These are ultimately introductory episodes. We can't cover a whole Zodiac sign energy in its entirety, you know, in the half hour or whatever how long this episode is, and we aren't trying to. We're giving you an intro so that we can expand on it throughout the rest of our podcast because we know that if you have this baseline knowledge of the sign energy then we can throw more complicated stuff at you and you can just add it on whereas like if you had nothing and we're just coming at you with like deep stuff you're not going to know what we're talking about yeah so anyway scorpio energy is very loyal it loves super hard like scorpio energy a lot like taurus energy like if it loves you, it'll stick with you forever, right? It Sometimes to their detriment. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And another thing is like if Scorpio finds itself in a bad situation because it feels so almost comfortable in like a, in the darkness, mm. it might not necessarily try to get out of it like it should. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't feel that uncomfortable being there. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, this is just who I am. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I mean, I, that's sad, of course. Like I wonder, and I'm not saying this with my personal relationship with a Scorpio, but like broadly speaking, being friends with someone that like is going through that or you see so or like even with the Taurus you see it so obvious like get the fuck out of there and they like can't get out of their own way with it that must be just really hard to be party to yeah I mean it's it's difficult and I mean with Scorpio too like there's obviously there's the good and the bad to all things so Scorpio energy feels very intensely like it loves very intensely it hates very intensely like we said if it gets hurt it takes fuck for, you. Yeah. Like, it is so, and I'm you sure did. that they, I'm sure that they don't love that about themselves. But it's hard to, you know, you have no control over the way that you feel yeah. most of the time. I mean, feeling too much is not my favorite thing about right. myself. Like if you want to forget somebody, and I can shut it off pretty easily. And I feel like some, yeah, some Scorpio energy types cannot do that. Yeah, and it's just like very, it's like an iceberg, right? You mm-hmm. see the surface, but mm-hmm. there's so much more going on underneath. Bubbling down on the and inside. And with the fact that, like, Scorpio is just, like, such a deep and, like, intrinsic sign, like we said before, a lot of the times Scorpios feel like they don't fully understand. <gasps> is it, like, type four on the Enneagram? Okay. Yes. I don't like know. Like, no one, no one can or will ever know me. Yeah, yeah. They definitely mm-hmm. have that kind of vibe, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they can be, like, you know how Cancer's emo? Like, they can be kind of emo, but it's almost, like, next-level emo. Like, Cancer is, brooding. like... Brooding. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes, they're very brooding. Yeah. Okay. Like, Cancer is, like, moody and angsty, and, like, Scorpio is just, like, disillusioned with life. <laughs> Interesting thing, uh, our sun sign celebrity Scorpio is Grace Kelly. I want to be like Grace Kelly. Yeah, that person. So, did anyone ever really know her? Did the Prince of Monaco ever know her? I don't know really her? know anything about Grace Kelly, dude. Straight up, I know She's nothing. She's beautiful. I mean, Roy, Roy, Roy just like, sang her well, yeah, praises. You know? Roy thinks she's hot. Oh, duh. Yeah, tragic ending, though, to that one. She died in a car crash just like Princess Diana. What's <gasps> up with it? Should we sing Candle in the Wind again? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, 
I want to think of a like character representation. Okay, well, you're of obsessed with Drake, energy. and I'm surprised you're not bringing up Drake right now. Fuck! He releases his new album on September 3rd, which is right after we are recording. Oh my god, you guys! What about the Kanye West album that Fuck just dropped? That. Nobody gives a shit about. Listen, Ye. I do. Okay, Nobody I am a Kanye. To my butt. Okay, I am a, a, I am a Kanye fan. Dude. I don't give a shit. But I die. But you know that him and Drake are doing this shit on purpose. Like Kanye's album was leaked over the interwebs over the weekend. Like it wasn't right, supposed right, to come right. out, right? And then today Drake is like certified lover boy coming out on Friday or whatever that is. I'm sure. And I don't the know. fucking gods in care. heaven are raining down upon us. I am ready for this. I have been waiting for this since January or before that when he first said he was releasing an album in January and then he delayed it. And I need this. I need it badly. Okay. Anyway. This is any fire that I have in my chart. It only comes out when I talk about Drake. Wow. <laughs> I know, dude. You're so randomly obsessed with Drake. Why is that random? I mean, that dude who played um J- uh, Jimmy on Degrassi. Yeah, and he did a great job with that. Yeah, he was He great. was paralyzed from being shy. Know, but you know I what? He didn't that. let that stop his rap career. He had dreams and he pursued them. Um, fun fact, me and Drake could be related. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, we both had the same last name. Oh my God, I hate it when you do that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's so Gemini of you. You're just jelly. What if we are? And what if I end up marrying him? What are oh, you going to okay. do about that? And then he'll be my care. sixth cousin or whatever? Sweet. I mean, we're probably not. I mean, none of my ancestors went to Canada. I know that for sure. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, he is, you know, he's part Jewish, right? Yeah, I know. That's just a coincidence. He's half, he's half Jewish. I mean, it, anything is possible. I'm not, you know what? Maybe it's true. Maybe you're fucking related to him. I don't know. He's also a Scorpio. Son. Son. <laughs> and he's also the best rapper alive. Scorpio. He's also Scorpio. the best rapper alive. I have so many, like, positive. Drake is really associated in my brain with only positive memories like I have a tattoo that has like a positive connotation to me and it's Drake lyrics like he is just you know some music like brings you back to a dark place or like oh that was fucked up but for me like Drake is all in like happy endorphins it's all dopamine up in my head when I think about Drake well that's I mean and you know this is dumb but everybody always you know makes fun of drake and how his like lyrics are like super deep and how he like is always like sad about some chick and that's very scorpio Mm -hmm. vibe you know you feel that brooding intense yeah Mm -hmm. so like i would say scorpio energy is the type that like you know when they fall in love with somebody like they'll love them forever even like if they break up you know what i mean yeah but yikes well, yeah, I mean, it's painful. It's super painful. Oh, God. Yeah, you should feel bad for them. I feel I bad like for them. myself. I wish, <laughs> like, I mean, okay, even though, you know, I got some scorp going on, I wish I had more of it because, like, my moon is in the eighth house. So, like, I feel like emotionally, like, I just get so, like, my emotions, it's like, so I have my Taurus moon, which is pretty stable and steady. But then, like, I'm always, like, feeling, like, the just thinking and feeling about, like, the just deepest and darkest Here's an idea. Stop hearing and filling your brain with shit about people getting murdered. That does, see, that makes me, I don't, it's not that. 
chicken or egg situation. No, I'm telling you, dude. It's like when I hear about other people situations, it almost makes me feel better because like when I think about the deep, dark existential stuff, it's like typically like within my own life and like my past. I understand that, but please remember that life is essentially pointless. Okay. And see that to me. You come into this world alone, and we go out alone. The difference between me and you is like you say that, and it makes you feel better. But like you say that makes me feel worse. No, this could all be a facade. You don't know me, man. You don't know what brooding thoughts I have in my head. I'm a Pisces sun. Nothing is chill. (laughs) My Taurus moon keeps me grounded yes and my capricorn her. makes my love language money <laughs> and then my pisces son you say that but you ain't you ain't never been with no rich boy uh that's not entirely true but you didn't get into it for the money which absolutely feels not. more capricorn yeah no absolutely which not. maybe that means you should get into it get a sugar daddy okay do maybe i have you would be is happy. that are you giving me permission <laughs> it's been great is there okay. anything else we want to say about scorpio Scorpio, they're vindictive. They're psychos. You don't know what's going on. They're the number one stalk vibe. They will stalk you. Scorpio, afflicted Scorpios will be stalkers. They will stand in your window with a knife. Thanks for joining us this week on Astro Skeptic. Please join us next week as we dive into Sagittarius. The The archer. The ultimate. The centaur. Party animal. It's non, my dad's non, sun sign, you non-committal guys. Non-committal party animal. Let me tell you how overexposed I've been Bing to Sagittarius. Bing <laughs> bopping around energy. Yes. But I like them. I like Sag. We'll talk about it. I just like how it's spelled Sag. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Goodbye. <laughs>